On today's show, we're breaking down what marketing leaders need to do to be successful in 2024. We're giving you three actionable things and one really hot take that's going to be controversial for many of the marketers out there. Let's get into today's show. If you're a startup and you have big growth dreams, you need the right CRM platform. That's HubSpot. I want to tell you all about HubSpot for startups. It's our program where you can get up to 90% off your HubSpot subscription. You need to increase leads. You need to boost revenue. You need to improve your customer's experience. HubSpot for startups helps with all of that. Plus, you'll get 24-7 customer support and integrations from more than 1,500 of today's most popular apps. I almost forgot. There's a complete collection of amazing resources to help you learn and get better at your craft. HubSpot is trusted by some of the best startups in the world and is used by over 200,000 customers around the globe. To see if you're eligible to join the HubSpot for Startups program and take your growth to the next level, visit HubSpot.com slash startups. Kieran and I were talking, we get a bunch of emails from founders who are like, my marketing isn't good enough. And then we get some emails from marketing leaders who are like, oh, my CEO doesn't understand marketing. And we wanted to do a show today to address that very problem. We're going to break down what you can do to be better aligned with your CEO, to get better results from your marketing strategy in 2024. We're going to give you three practical tips and one very hot take on what you need to do to make all of that happen. So Kieran, I know this issue is near and dear to your heart. You've WhatsApp me a ton about emails you've been getting from founders and from marketers on this topic. So I want to open the floor. I want to let you just rant. Give me your rant of what is going wrong in the CEO and marketer relationship today. Two things I hear time and time again from CEOs and founders that I talk to. Number one, my marketing team isn't being creative enough. They're doing the same as everyone else. Like everything they do looks the same as everyone else. And then the second is I don't know how to measure how my marketing team is doing or how all of my marketing team is doing. I don't know if part of the marketing is good. I don't know if the teams are executing well. I don't even know what good looks like. They are actually the same problems, right? If you break marketing out into two core buckets, it is the things that create demand, the things that capture demand. Now, most CEOs and founders who are not from a marketing background want marketing to be focused on capturing demand, right? It's the thing that is clearly measurable, paid marketing, search, email marketing, lifecycle, all of these things that we can suck in the demand and I can figure out like, what is the return on investment in my work there? Like how much money am I making back on these things? Are the teams doing a good job? I understand the metrics so I can tell whether they are hitting their goals or not hitting their goals. But the more demand you create, which usually goes underappreciated, the more valuable all of those capture channels are, right? If we grow awareness for our brand, if we invest more in these kind of social channels that are hard to measure, if we create the podcast, the short from video, if we figure out more creative ways to bring our products to life during launches, if we figure out how to invest in community, or if we get much more consistency and crisp in telling the story of our product, all of those things help to create demand. And marketers love to be creative. This kind of narrative that my marketing team is not innovative or creative, it's usually not because the team itself doesn't want to be creative. 
They want to focus some of their time on creating demand. The problem is that they struggle to defend that work to the CEO or the founder, right? The metrics that we have been given as marketers force us to focus on capturing demand because that is where the CEO and the founder feel safe. And naturally so, because they don't know marketing. They know these metrics. They can say, well, you are either hitting your goal or you're not hitting your goal. This is my CAC. This is LTV. I feel cool. I know whether you are doing a good job or not doing a good job. It's much easier to tell if the marketing team is performing or not. It's why most B2B marketing looks and feels and pretty much is the same. It's why most marketers are stuck doing the same things, iterative improvements versus really flexing their creativity. This isn't something for the CEO or founder to solve. I hear this advice all the time. Only work for a CEO who gets marketing. Wow, you are going to shrink your total addressable market in terms of companies you work to, to a smaller group. And for why? Because you can't do your job, you know? But even if they got marketing, let's just say even if they got marketing, they might not get it all. They might only get the capture demand part and they might not even agree with you on what parts are important. It's the job of a marketing leader to solve this problem. You need to articulate the value of all work in why it matters, both creation and capture clear problem statements, work aligned to those problems, problem statements, clarity on how that makes the customer happy, customer centricity. How does the work I'm doing show up for my customer? Clear deliverables. Just because you don't own a metric doesn't mean you don't own a deliverable, something that the CEO and founder can see, an artifact, and look at the progress and understand why that matters to the business. True marketing leaders can shape how the CEO and company See the value of marketing. You should be one of those marketing leaders versus just company jumping to find the perfect CEO who understands marketing in the same way that you do. Kieran, here's my breakdown. My breakdown is CMOs are at their best when they're aspiring to be CEOs, right? When they are thinking about the broader business and the broader business strategy more than just getting stuck in the tactical strategy and tactics of marketing itself, right? Because when you're stuck in the weeds of marketing, you just think that the world doesn't understand your problems, doesn't understand your pain. When you can place your marketing strategies and tactics in the overall context of the business, that is where success is really going to come from. I love Kieran's take about marketers taking accountability for their roles and not complaining about their CEO, not trying to have some selection bias for a CEO that might really be a more of a marketing-minded CEO. Here. At the root of all of this in marketing is your creativity and your risk tolerance in line with the business's risk tolerance, right? Most businesses want predictability and you cannot get predictability and take a ton of risk. And that's the challenge. That's the friction in all of this. But if you want predictable things, they don't have the same impact as when you take a risk and they get a big win, right? So a marketer's job is to have a portfolio of strategies, some of which are extremely predictable some of which are extremely risky, but high return. So that the culmination of that is fairly predictable result with some spikes of real overperformance that can transform a brand, transform that company forward. And if you're thinking about 2024 and what you can do tactically to make this happen, I wanna give you a few things. The first thing that you can do is look at your budget. Where are you spending your money? If you are spending your money in all the same ways that you spent it last year, you're gonna get the same results as you got last year. 
And if you need different results this year than last year, then you're gonna need to spend your money differently. First tip. The second tip is you are going to have to manage with rigor. To take risk means you actually have to minimize that risk by being really close to the details of some of your more risky projects. And so what you need to do is have a very clear monthly priority list that you share with your team so they know, hey, I'm gonna be working with you a ton on our brand campaign because that's a big risk for us. So you need to expect that we're gonna do a weekly review, a daily stand-up, whatever check-in mechanism works for the size and scale of your team and the project you're working on. But that sets the expectation with your team that you're not micromanaging them, that this is so important that you are spending a lot of your time with them to make sure it goes great and it has the impact that you are planning. The last thing I would suggest everybody out there consider is think about getting on the same page with your peers, right? It doesn't matter what your CEO thinks of your marketing strategy if your peers in sales, product, customer success, those other departments are aligned with you because you're gonna be a united front and lined up against the overall business strategy. So by default, the CEO is gonna be on board, right? People who are complaining that their CEO is not on board are normally not in tight alignment with their peers to help them really make sure that they're pushing the business forward. If sales is like, yes, I'm so excited for this brand campaign. I think the demand generation plan is great. I like the positioning of this product. Your product leader is like, yes, they're getting the core value props of the products that we're building right and taking them to market in a way that resonates not just with us, but our customers. Then your CEO is gonna be on board. Like they are going to be there for it. And those might be three seemingly simple things. They are three incredibly powerful things. And I say they're simple because they're not easy. They take months of work and effort and communication to line those things up well, especially that last one, the alignment piece. Like you just can't do that overnight. You have to have weekly stand-ups with your peers, strategy reviews, all of those things to make that happen. But if you do them, you're gonna have the best marketing strategy you've ever had. Your results are gonna be much better than they were last year. And you're not gonna have any friction with your CEO or your peers. And so you're gonna be able to do the best marketing of your career. If you like today's show, please hit like and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Hope that everybody has a very happy new year and we'll see you very soon on Marketing Against the Grain. We'll be right back, but let me tell you about a podcast from our network. Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, your audio destination for business professionals. Join husband and wife team, Al and Leanne Elliott, as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. Their audience loves the show's unique blend of theory and practice, which helps business owners and leaders simplify consumer psychology. If you enjoy learning what makes people tick, then this is the show for you. Recently, they did an amazing episode on what makes your team say yes, exploring the psychology of influence. Phil Agnew shares his rich experience in behavioral science and delves into the intricate psychology of influence. They explore the fine line between influence and manipulation, uncovering how subtle cues and messaging impact team decision-making and motivation. Whether you're a leader, marketer, or anyone interested in the Art of Intelligence, this episode is packed with strategies and psychological principles 
to understand and harness the power of yes in teams and organizations. Listen to Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture wherever you get your podcasts.